handoff to Jonathan oh. Taylor. Hughes hole. He's at the 30. He's going to go. 10, 5, touchdown. Jonathan Taylor made a man miss the line of scrimmage and then runs it into Pater. And a one-handed INT. Are you kidding me? Kenny Moore. What a play by Naheem Hines. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. Today in this video, we are looking at all the Colts offseason additions, whether that be free agency, re-signing their own guys, or the NFL draft. And we are going to talk about six Indianapolis Colts who are new, meaning could be guys the Colts signed, could be guys the Colts re-signed, or could be guys the Colts drafted. The top six guys who are going to have top six impact here on the Indianapolis Colts in the 2021 season. So for number six, Derek, who you got? Well, uh, number six will be the signing of Chris Reed from the Carolina Panthers originally. Chris Reed, you know, is a really talented interior offensive lineman. And, you know, we, we've raved a lot about the offensive line depth that has been added this offseason, especially at the left tackle position. But I think the biggest one and the best one has been Chris Reed. You know, a lot of people were very surprised that, you know, he didn't get a deal somewhere else because this guy for multiple years has only given up a couple of different sacks. So, you know, this guy is a really talented interior offensive lineman in a spot where you felt like you needed to address, you know, we now have tackles. We now have a talented interior offensive lineman that if, God forbid Nelson or Glowinski went down for a significant amount of time. You felt confident that Chris Reed would be able to step in there and provide a good foundation for if those guys went out. So ultimately, you know, Chris Reed, another offensive line depth piece, ends up at number six here for me. I mean, I think it's really good that they did this. Yeah, I mean, I think the offensive line depth is very underrated, um, but a lot of Colts fans know last offseason – the Colts really missed that, right? They really missed it when Ryan Kelly missed some snaps and, and Danny Pinter was thrown into the fire. Now, he did really well, but, you know, Braden Smith is out and then Anthony Costanzo's out and then your tackles and you're screwed, right? And Chris Ballard made it a point this offseason, that's not going to be a problem this season. So the Colts go sign a guy like Chris Reed, who honestly uh, on most rosters would be a starter. That I think yeah. just tells you how good this offensive line is. They can have a quality depth piece like that. Probably one of the better backup reserve offensive linemen in the league, I would I would argue. Yeah. Just having him on your offensive line alone, another veteran guy who's played nearly 50 games, I think that impact is going to be huge. Um, because like you said, you feel better in a pinch if one of those guys goes out. Chris Reed's played both left and right guard. So you feel pretty good about your guard situation there with three really quality starters. I mean, Quentin Nelson, obviously better than a quality starter, but at the minimum, three quality starters on your offensive line. So I like this. Chris Reed, one that I think a lot of people may be a little bit surprised is on this list, but for those reasons we just said, I think it makes a lot of sense here at number six. All right, now, Derek, at number five, who do you have? Number five here for me is re-signing of T.Y. Hilton. And not only for what the production that you still believe he can give you, but just ultimately the kind of presence he is, you know, we've talked about it a lot and all of Colts nation has seen, 
you know, the hashtag bring TY home, you know, it's like, it's his impact goes beyond the field. You know, it goes into the hearts of Indianapolis. You know, I mean, a lot of people, when you think Indianapolis, you know, and especially us Indianapolis Colts fans, we think TY, you know, TY been around for so many years and, you know, is like a legend in the Colts and the Colts world. And, he, his presence just goes beyond that. He's he's a mentor for the young uh, players. You know, he's becoming a good mentor for Carson Wentz coming in. He's been a great uh, player and person for the Indianapolis community. Just being able to bring somebody like that back who has that kind of push and pull and on the community and on the team – you know, and for a guy, especially too, who we know can go and get you 50 catches a year, can go and get you 700 yards, can go get you a bunch of touchdowns, you know, to re-sign a guy like that or possibly even more, you know, it's really good to be able to bring somebody in like that. You mentioned the mentorship part. I think a lot of people think, oh, he's going to mentor Pittman. I think a lot of people don't realize how much of an impact he's had on Paris Campbell in his couple of years. You know, we all we all know about Paris Campbell's injuries. It's been really unfortunate. But Paris Campbell thinks a lot of T.Y. Hilton. I mean, he's really high on T.Y. Hilton. And to just bring a guy like that back, I think – yeah, it's good for your locker room. It's good for your receiving core, obviously, um, from the, on the field, but also just off the field. I think it's really good to bring him back for another year with some of these younger receivers like Campbell, like Pittman, even like Pascal to a degree. So I think for that reason, I, I definitely agree here. T.Y. Hilton belongs on this list for sure. But, I mean, I think the reason why he's only number five here, right, is because – I mean, you look at some of the other moves the Colts have made and and you look at the receiving room and, and T.Y. Hilton the last couple of years, it's not been the same as it was in his prime, right? He's he's getting on the other age of 30 now. He's getting up there in age. Uh, obviously, you have your reasons for his stat line last year, whether that be quarterback play, whether that be you know age, all that stuff, whatever that is. We're not getting into that argument right now. But I think you know he definitely belongs on this list and uh, happy to see him here at number five. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's go to number four here. Who is number four? The number four new player, whether it be new contract or new addition on this Colts roster you think is going to have the biggest impact? Yeah, I mean, ultimately the reason why, and you mentioned why T.Y. Hilton being number five is because there's a couple guys that are right above there that, you know, play a couple other positions that might be of a little bit more of importance <laughs> and especially for what the Colts want to do. And especially since this guy right here definitely had a better season than T.Y. Hilton did, and that was Xavier Rhodes. So the re-signing of Xavier Rhodes to this cornerback room was so, so big. You know, this guy was a top 10 corner last year. I mean, there's a this is a guy who a lot of – you asked most Minnesota Vikings fans, they said, oh, this guy's trash. This guy's done. Don't even try and, and talk to me about how he's going to be good again. This guy was a top 10 corner in the league. And, you know, playing that kind of zone scheme and reuniting with his old DB coach, he was able to do things that, you know, revitalized himself. And, you know, he's going to be back this year. New circumstances a little bit, but he is going to be the veteran of the group. He's going to, again, be the leader. And we expect him to still be a, a relatively good corner. And that's exactly what the Colts need because amongst this entire group, the only person that has really any substantial credibility when it comes to this corner room right now is Xavier Rhodes. So, you know, it was so pivotal 
to get him because not only did you have to worry about, you know, the quarterback and the left tackle and the edge and all that, you didn't have to go and draft a corner in the draft because you were able to get Xavier Rhodes back. So that was so pivotal, and that's why he's number four here. Uh, outside of Kenny Moore, you mean you meant to say? I, yeah, just for those exactly. people who yeah. are gonna gonna come into outside there. outside corners. We're talking outside corners here, so you know guys that are replaced Rocky Sin and TJ Carey and whatnot. Yeah, it's pretty much yeah. it. Okay, all right. Number three, who do you have? We got Eric Fisher. So the signing of Eric Fisher, the left tackle who was formerly with the Chiefs. You know, it makes total sense here why Eric Fisher would be number three because. You know, we've been saying it for the entire offseason. How is the Col- how are the Colts going to address left tackle with Anthony Costanzo now officially retired? You know, things like that. So it stinks because, you know, Costanzo leaves on that note and you have to wonder how are they going to address it? Were they going to address it in the draft? But then we saw, oh, well, the Colts didn't address it in the draft. So how are you going to go and get uh, somebody now, well, they ended up getting Eric Fisher. And despite the fact that Fisher may be gone for the first month of the season, potentially, um, we'll be back, uh, and we'll be playing very well. And he's just one of those guys that when he was signed, you said the potential of him next to Quentin Nelson. I mean, that really just made it feel like, the, the offensive line issue was fixed at that point. So that's why Eric Fisher mm. is, is here at number three. Yep. You all know um, how much I love this signing, how much I thought this was such a pivotal signing for this offensive line because, yeah, he may miss some few, a few games to start, but you could potentially have a top 10 left tackle for the next three, four, five years, honestly. And it sounds like if he gets back to form, that's exactly what the, what they, the Colts envision as well for Eric Fisher. Um, but there is that injury, which I think also kind of keeps him down from, from maybe getting a little bit higher on this list. And also going back to the argument that we had at the start of the offseason, left tackle or defensive end. Obviously, the Colts felt like edge rusher, defensive end was more important. I think that leads to the number two on your list here, Derek. Who would that be or who these two, there's two people here, I believe. Yes. Who, which two people would the, would that be? Yeah. Ultimately, number two, when it comes to the best uh, moves of the offseason, is really what the Colts did in the draft in the first two rounds. And that was drafting Quiddy Pay and Dio Adangbo. You know, we, we kind of all were just like, man, they double dipped to edge in the, in the uh, draft this year, you know, kind of just wondering why. Well, you know, after they signed Eric Fisher, we're kind of like, oh, well, maybe we now understand why they did that. You know, you draft a couple of different guys here who you think can be a staple for your defensive end group for many, many years to come with just how talented these guys are and how raw and uh, talented and just the personalities they have. You know, it's just it makes a lot of sense now that you would have them here at these spots because we've said it for We've been the Colts Nation's been debating all offseason how important is defensive end for this uh defense because you know we had a couple guys in Justin Houston, Danico Autry, who were veterans, gave you some quality minutes, but nothing that really set them apart from the rest of the league. But now you think Quiddy Pay and Dio Adangbo have that ability to start doing that. Yeah, I mean, these guys both just seem like guys that aren't big talkers. They just are guys that go to work, man, and they, they yep. work their butts off. I mean, that's something with both these guys, you know, looking at them, 
that's not a thing you would say um, is a negative. Like you would not say the, these guys have work ethic problems. Like both these guys seem no. like they're incredibly hard workers and they have the talent to boot. So you have to feel really excited about that as well. And they both have really, they're, they're really physically gifted as well. So mm-hmm. I think number one is fairly obvious, Derek. I mean, whether it's negative, whether it's positive, the quarterback position reigns supreme in the NFL, right? Yep. And I think for that reason, I can confidently say and spill the beans here on your number one, our number one, is Carson Wentz, right? Yep. I mean, my goodness, Carson Wentz offers you so much more in your offense. We've talked about this to death by this point. But what he allows you to do at the quarterback position and just on offense is heads and shoulders more than what you were able to do last year with Phillip Rivers. No knock against Rivers, but he was nearly 40, immobile, injured his toe. I mean, Carson Wentz, from a physical standpoint, it's night and day, man. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And we've already all seen how Carson Wentz is really enjoying himself in Indianapolis. He said even after just two weeks, he's having more fun right now than what he did in the last three years combined with Philly. So, I mean, it's going to show you that, you know, he really is enjoying his time here. Carson seems to really have found himself again. And like you said, potential wise, Carson Wentz provides so much more. And you said it negatively or positively quarterback impacts the game so much more than any other position in all of sports. So that's the ultimate question here. Are, are the Colts are going to be as good or as bad as Carson Wentz is this season? And I'm here for the journey on that. Yep. We all are, man. It's going to be exciting, slightly nerve wracking, but I think we feel good about the organization. We feel good about the structure around Carson Wentz. And we feel like he's going to have a nice bounce back season, but obviously time will tell. We'll see if we come back in a year and look like complete fools or if we are right on the money, we'll see for sure. But That'll do it for this one, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Let us know um, the guys on our list. Let us know if there's any other guys you would include that maybe we didn't include or if there's some other guys you'd maybe change the impact up on. Let us know in the comments below, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. And as always, go Colts.